After the amazing performance by the Cirque de Liri, the party was approached by Miria, an old friend of Spectra's and a new addition to the crew. She has a problem she needs the party's help with, and in return, she offers to help solve some of their mysteries. But first, there is an office that needs breaking into, and information that needs collecting. I would probably send another uh, mental missive to Maria, saying if there's a specific point in time that you want Ferda to start, just let me know. I can missive her as well. Good to know. I should be busy enough. If you wouldn't mind, I can stand and kind of block the view if you want to take a crack at the door. All right. Should we start now, then? As you say that, she just kind of, like, gets up and stretches and, like, walks over. I think there's, like, some sort of music thing next to the piece of wall that she kind of indicated as the door. So she walks up to that and just gives a subtle gesture for you to kind of follow her. She stands in a way that kind of, like, blocks that certain section of the wall from the view of some of the others. Okay, as I see her moving towards the door, I mental to Ferda, saying, hey, we're starting now. Okay, I'm going to keep my eye out, and I'm not going to cause a ruckus until, like, the last moment that we need a ruckus. So, like, no preemptive ruckus. If y'all are successful at being sneaky, we can probably delay how long we can wait before backup starts to arrive. So if anything starts to go wrong, sound off. Okay, we'll do. Y'all weren't expecting to be robbing a bar tonight. Just debating making this casino. I was like, eh, it's two oceans, eleven. <laughs> Violina, roll me... Let's make it a performance check, just kind of like as you, like, how are you approaching the sort of walk up to Maria to try and start breaking through the door? Hacking through the door. Hmm. At first I was thinking of doing it as a sort of getting in line for the music apparatus, but since she and I walked there together, and we're definitely seen together, that wouldn't make sense. So I would definitely maybe like sort of walk up to her and have a sort of pretend conversation with her about the music like pointing to different options things like that just trying to give a simply um stealthy sort of everything making it look like you're looking at different music maybe helping her pick it yeah roll me performance that'd be deception i've always pictured deception of more of like when you're, like, actively lying to someone. If it's performance, it's a seven. Oof. Deception be better. Yeah, deception would be a nine. Ah. I just rolled a six, so... Mm-hmm. Roll it with advantage, because I want to say, like, since Maria's there, it's good, it counts as, like, she's helping you, so you can roll with advantage. I got a two. So, uh, <laughs> no. Well. Oh, guys. Dude, such a great start. Wait, let, let's see what I can do. Let's see if I can do a thing. With, with that bottom roll, it's obvious you aren't paying as much attention to the music. So, we're just like, 
Don't, darling, just... We both know you don't know that much about music stuff. So, yeah, she just kind of carefully shuffle you out of the way. Like, she's taking over the music and kind of pointing you closer to where the wall is. And... Ah! She got a 20, so it looks completely natural. And you actually get a mental miss of saying, Look over us. You got the door. We need to work on your performance skills, but we can get back to that later. Now pack the door. He reaches over with the device in her hand, puts it on the wall, and you see the little thing pop out. And it's like a little panel, and she mental missive explains to you how to plug in your data lock code breaker to the door open. Okay, I start doing that. Stealthily, in case. Well, I guess she is doing that, but okay. She's covering you. Okay, so what do I roll? Oh, I think for that, didn't we decide computers? Okay. I just wasn't sure, since I have proficiency in my infiltration tools, if that would... No, that wouldn't add another proficiency, would it? I think what we did last time is... You rolled your computers and then added your proficiency because you're using something you're proficient with on a computer. I'm trying to make sure y'all don't go to jail tonight. <laughs> That would be good. I got a 23 on that, so we're good. It's a couple seconds, but it's actually working a lot faster than you're used to just because of the upgrades Tolly made to it. You feel the door sort of like in it. It's not fully open yet, but it's unlocked. You get another mental missive from Maria. Perhaps it's time for distraction. Also, back to the... Uh, they're too fair to an anima. What have y'all been doing while they've been trying to figure out how to get the door open? So, I've been talking in a very calm voice this whole time about how there's about to be a rather folkloric series of events that are going to be very distracting and might cause a lot of confusion, and I'm going to be talking to anima about it. Okay, so... I can probably cause a little bit of complete chaos without having to show my face. Okay. What are your opinions on maybe redecorating this room a little bit? Well, you know, it's not very inviting in here. That's true. I imagine that it could always use a skylight. Oh no. Erna? <laughs> There are three fours above you, just a DM reminder. She is kind of making a joke about it, but it communicates the idea. Does my Lena have a sense of fair to uh, shenanigans at this point? <laughs> oh, I, you know, you're distracted by the door. You don't know what's going on. You're on the wrong side of the room. That's why I'm talking it over with another person. And Tali's busy distracting everyone at the bar, as well as trying to stay somewhere where she could distract the bouncer as well, if needed. Okay, can Vi at least think to herself, Farida, please don't do something stupid. Please don't do something <laughs> stupid. You are more than welcome to think to yourself that. It's just, you are busy cracking the door open after not being super subtle about trying to get behind the door. <laughs> I know I can't do anything. It's just like... This is a rather gaudy establishment, and I see that chandelier that's hanging out over the middle of the floor where there really isn't very many people on it. There sure is something like that, isn't there? <laughs> Fair enough. 
Oh. He, he didn't say anything otherwise. Now this is this is where uh, where I'm gonna see if the rules will allow it. So as a engineer, I have my little tiny drone that can help me out, and I have taken on the class feature of coordinated attack. It means that they can attack as well. <laughs> my thought is that by being able to do that, they might be able to jiggle the chandelier in such a way that people become alarmed. Not enough to drop it. I'm not going full phantom here. But <laughs> enough to cause enough of a commotion to start stressing out the uh, people that are running the house. And maybe start creating a little bit of chaos where people start going to other rooms and leaving this space. And like, man, you heard that the bar downstairs is all messed up? The, that chandelier looks like it's going to fall down. All this good. All this uh, sort of uh, theatrics. Trying to keep people away from the back office, though. Well, regular customers aren't going to go to the back office. No, but the people that know how to get in touch with the boss to let them know the chandelier is about to fall. I mean, Farad is welcome to try, but I just... You're at work, your boss left, This like something looks like it's about to fall apart. You're gonna call the boss and let them know, hey, the chandelier's coming loose, we might need to close. How large are Farida's drones? They're about the size of quarter. I'm also going to say that since you haven't been on the Opal Star for very long, and since this is a relatively new thing, at the moment you don't have a lot of them. Yeah, that's why I'm not trying to take it down. I mean, you could probably wiggle it and get people confused as maybe they are distracted because they think, oh, there's something like shaking the floor upstairs, what's going on up there? the upstairs is roped off. That's more what I was looking for. Perhaps that can be what Farida is trying to accomplish instead of having everyone freak out that the chandelier is about to fall. Well, continuing my conversation. Well, that's what I'm thinking for level 10. But how about let's go from level 1 to level 10. And then I wave over the uh, nice young man that told us that there was stuff happening here. Box up. So, how can I help you? Hello, honey bunches. And... I do a very similar uh, action to what I did with the little girl at the concert, where I'll hide my face from the crowd, just kind of lean in so that he's like, oh, what, like, like, like I'm going to tell him a secret, and then I'm just going to flash the, the face, be like, I was wondering if there was maybe something a little bit more homey that you could fight for. And I gotta roll something. We got a 10. He doesn't, like, straight up flip out at this, but there's just... I'll say that this is the number two musician in the galaxy. He does not respond for a relatively awkward period of time. He's got a little bug-eyed. He hasn't freaked out in a way that has alerted anyone else. She'll sigh, flick out her phone, go over to her bank thing and shoot him a decent tip. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. Hey... Party usually doesn't start for another couple of hours, but if you want, I can ask. I'd have to double check. I'd rather not lose my job. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, if you want to be able to get up there early, I can see what I can do. Oh, no, no, no. Don't need to actually break the rules for me, honey, but just, uh, just keep an ear out. I'm, uh, I'm looking to have a good time tonight. I don't need to, uh, be bothered by, you know, questionable characters. Okay, well, um, if you want to have a really good time, 
time, there's usually some pretty good stuff that comes up in the upper floors. I can sure to get you hooked up with some of that. Sure. Very eager to please. Yeah. For now, while you work that out, just keep your eyes on me. Okay, yes, yes. I was debating having the number two person be a dude, but I don't know. Farida would probably not have chosen a dude, just because a little harder to hide being female sometimes. <laughs> y- yes, ma'am. Is there anything else I can get you? I We've got some, like, real good stuff on the top shelf. He starts listing off a bunch of different drinks that you've never heard of. And I'm gonna go uh, go through them in like about three quarters of the way through the list, or what I feel like is three quarters of the list. I've been looking at the menu this time, so I actually do recognize most of the stuff you say. I'm gonna take note of the one that's the longest and say, okay, I want this one that has like 15 things. It looks like the house specialty. A lot of the things he's mentioning and stuff that's not on the menu. Ooh. It's kind of like the secret menu top shelf very special person stuff well you could definitely persuade me to have one of those this definitely don't break out until a real party starts because right now it's just the kind of uninteresting people they're just open because they can make money now but they're really their real clientele is for after sure surprise me okay and you see him run off and he pulls out his phone and starts like scrolling through it and sound like he's trolling the fan sites to figure out what insert famous person's name here's favorite drink is. And he's hoping to God that they have the stuff for it. It's Angelina. Actually, if he's like, uh, I'll go do that. I'll correct him and say, Angelina. He's starting to go into a bit of anger mode and himself. He's like, yeah, uh, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. Campers off and has his phone out and is scrolling through the fan sites. Well, this should be interesting. Okay. Things are happening. Things are happening. Okay, so now you're caught up by Lena. The door is unlocked. How are you going to go about getting through it without people noticing? Well, um, Maria just mentioned to start the real distraction. So I would mental Miss Farida and say, hey, we've got the door open. Or we've got it unlocked, but we're going to need more of a distraction to get in, unseen. Okay. I'm going to stand up, grab my drink, try the animal. I'm going to walk up to the bar. Stand up, resume the several paces behind. This is like familiar territory. Anima knows what she's doing being a bodyguard. Mm-hmm. I feel like in this kind of thing, you're walking a little closer than you would just sort of down the street. Yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of a kind of crowd. Mm-hmm. It's not super crowded, but there's probably like a dozen or so people, and you, it's starting like every come once in a while another person will come in, and there's some people coming in that look like they've had a couple. Not really party time yet, but what they're thinking about. It. You're getting the early start, early in bar hoppers. You're not getting like the hardcore. Okay, so what are you doing, Farida? So I walk up to the bar, and I motion for the uh, buddy guy who is probably talking to his boss at this point. I'm just going to gesture both of them. Let's let's just call him Max. Max. I just kind of mouth Max, and then just do the, like, beckoning finger thing. Come over here. Kind of 
perks up and tries to, as dignified as possible, because the SWAT boss is watching them, scramble over. Yes, yes, Miss Angelina. Starting to notice that it is getting a little crowded, and um, quite frankly, I don't think this little bit of disguise is going to stand for very much longer. Notably, whenever I turned, I turned the earring off and on, not the other disguise. I'm going to say, I'm not sure if this disguise is going to hold up for very long. So I was wondering if I could uh, accept your little offer for going upstairs, and if you could, uh, you or your boss could guide me up there. I am rather new. Yeah, yes, certainly. Um, one second, he scrambles off to talk to his boss, and his boss just kind of like looks at him, shakes his head, gestures for him to stay behind the bar, and the boss walks up to you. And it's a, I'm gonna say, taller, older, also Eldori. Doesn't look like they're related, but he's also Eldori, and he walks up. How may I help you? Yes, I was wondering if I could uh, get the party started a little bit earlier. Uh, get myself a seat upstairs. I'm sure we can see to that if you are in fact who you say we are. Do you mind stepping over this way? And he kind of gestures. And also, I'm just going to seem like at this... Actually, one second before we do this, Vi, roll stealth with advantage because Ferda is running a distraction. And Anima, the whole time we were at the, at the booth, I was talking through these ideas. So I would have mentioned that if they ask for identity or anything like that, do the bodyguard thing of, oh, the bodyguard interacts with the other person, not me. You know, the like, whoa, 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 like, like cutting off, like, hold up. I got a 25. Okay, so you you and Maria both slipped into the office with no problem. Fair enough. As he gestures for you to sort of step over, you look over and you can't see it's like both Maria and Violina are gone. That's good. He's doing kind of step over here, wants to make sure you're actually who you say you were. I'm going to pause for a moment before I actually react, and I'll say, if I drop this line of inquiry now, do you have to check? It would create a rather big fuss if I had to uh, be the mysterious person here who the management was looking for ID. It's up to you. We just have to make sure people aren't trying to skip the line. It wouldn't be the first time. We have to be careful with who we allow upstairs. You know what? You seem like a very reason. I'll go ahead and listen to your rule. I'll stay down here. Thank you. Also, your drink is fabulous. Was it Max? I would say the correct name. It was Max. Okay, I'm taking it. Nope. I, I would have remembered it on purpose, but... <laughs> <laughs> he just starts beaming. You see the old Dory man who has absolutely, like, very much not introduced himself. Max would have immediately. And just kind of looks over like he's not entirely sure if you're just puffing him up or if the kid's actually good at something. And then he looks back and nods. Well, let me know if you need anything else. I'll absolutely do that. Um, what was your name? As I hold out my hand. Hang on one second. I'm gonna, like, actually put effort into his name, because I feel like Max is probably a nickname. You can call me Alexander. Alexander. Lovely name. Well, it's been a pleasure. I hope to have continued good business. Then I go back to the booth. Tali was watching that the whole time. She's kind of for you to give her some sort of cue or anything. 
As we walk back, I'll just pull out my phone and text her. Looks like they got in. Waiting for the next distraction. Skater spots back. Yeah, and she's still like happily chattering away, keeping half of the wait staff distracted with like crazy stories and stuff. And there's like a couple people like at different tables listening in on to her story. So she's she's drawing a fair amount of attention to herself. She's probably done this before, ran distraction for stuff. Yep, that's why I'm focusing on the upper management. They probably are used to people working the crowd, and they aren't going to pay attention to those blustery folks. They'll pay attention to the quiet people who are trying to do tricky stuff. Alright, so... Actually, when I did this, I don't think I had entirely planned on having both Playlina and Maria go back into the back. So, she slips in after you and shuts the door behind you, and you find yourself in a very, very well-appointed office. There's a lot of hardwood fixtures, but you're not entirely sure if it's, like, actual hardwood or just, like, made to look like it, but it very much feels like the office of someone who's trying really hard to impress people. So there's a lot of different, like, shiny, valuable-looking things just kind of sitting around. It's a room where you take people when you want to impress them, like, for new clients and stuff. Maria just kind of walks right past all of that and walks up to a nondescript-looking wall, fiddles around with it for a bit, and a computer terminal just sort of pops out. And to get the information I can off here, if you would like to check everything else, just be quiet. All right. His desk probably be stuff to copy there. And she I'm just gonna say either Maria or Tali has given you a thing on one of your devices that you can use to copy and upload information. If you would like to start investigating there's, like I said, there's a big, kind of ostentatious looking desk. Little table in the corner. There's a fancy looking, probably fake, but really realistic looking plant in one corner, paintings along the walls. So how do you go about investigating while um, she hacks the computer? Is the computer on the desk or is there a different like computer terminal than the desk? There was a computer on the desk. She walked right past that and popped one down from the wall. And that's what she's hacking. You've probably kind of seen a setup similar to this before, where, like, there's your work computer, and then there's your work computer. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's hacking into the secret computer, which is going to have all the illegal stuff on it. There is also a computer on the desk, which might have useful information on it. You don't know what all is in the desk. Painting that kind of looks a little out of place so like there might be some kind of safe behind it and there's also a rug on the wall that oh, not on the wall on the floor that looks kind of thick could also be used to conceal things okay you've done roguey stuff before you i imagine there might have been times where you had to try and find something in an office like this so i'm just gonna give you those things but what are you going to investigate where do you want to start you don't know how much time you have I'd probably ask Maria real quick two questions. One, do we want to make it look like no one was ever here, or is that 
not really a priority. I would prefer him neither not knowing that that we were in here, because it would make some information we get not particularly useful. Did you mental miss of that? Yeah. She's paranoid enough. She doesn't look up. She's going to be like, if he doesn't know we're here, then whatever information we get is going to be a lot more valuable. So try and be as subtle as possible. How likely are trap? Like, if I look in the desk, is he likely to trap everything or just, like, the safe? Uh, he's usually not that clever. I would be careful, though... Most of his things are usually quite obvious, like the fake door on the other side of the room. Anyone can see through that. And just be careful. You have done this before, right? At this point, she just kind of stops and looks over at you. Yes. It's just you know the target far better than I do. Nods and goes back to what she's doing. Fair enough. He's a bit overconfident, a bit of an idiot. He doesn't consider this place to be that important. Otherwise, the security would be higher. So, just don't rush into anything. And remember, we don't have a lot of time. Alright, then I'll investigate the desk first. Roll me investigation. Also, there is a computer sitting out on the desk. Okay. She'll mention there might be something useful on that. No guarantees, but... Then Vi would actually, or I'd probably get the computer set up to start like copying data, and then while that's going, look at the desk. Let me roll investigation. Yeah. Sorry, I have someone with me who is taking up a lot of space. Don't worry about that. I love when that happens. (laughs) Yeah, he's he was kind of upset with the storm, and now he's calmer, and the storm's almost gone, but. Lifting a Pyrenees mix is not a simple process. I would imagine not. Ooh, okay. Investigation? That's a seven. My dice are not friendly today. There's not a whole lot that's useful. It's like a lot of... In some of the drawers, like, you carefully open them. Hey, let me... I'm gonna... I know, I was going to see if I had, like, a detect trap or something, but I don't think Vi has that. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure that's a thing, because it's fine. I rolled to see if there might have been any sort of silent thing. We'll we'll see how that went. (laughs) So you don't find anything in particular. You're careful, because you've done this before, so you kind of look for some of the same things you used to look for. But... You're not used to all the safety precautions in the Alliance. I don't know the same thing, but a lot of the stuff in there is just, like, a lot of boring business documents that don't look particularly important. You find some, like, odds and ends sort of shiny things, but nothing that sticks out. And I'm guessing you're also kind of keeping an eye on where you're... I'm just gonna say it's a sim unit kind of thing. It's not your, like, glasses sim units. They gave you another one that you can use, and you kind of have it to hide the fact that your sunglasses are sim unit. Now recording. I'm apparently the only one that didn't have anything happen. Yeah, I was just like, oh, goody, disconnect. Oh, wait, oh, wait, no, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) 
and you were in them just talking along and all of a sudden everyone was gone i was like oh no what happened Uh, there was a conspicuous moment of silence and i was like wait that was the middle of a sentence what yeah so you don't find anything particularly important on the desk but the device you have your device is going through the information pretty quickly and if you look it looks like all sort of frontline business stuff but you see Maria's also busy hacking through and downloading tons of stuff from the other one so you get the feeling that's where the other business stuff goes but you do have some time if you kind of if you want to sort of look around other places I'd say maybe the floor the suspicious picture feels a lot like a safe and so that feels like it would be more a higher risk and since we're supposed to make sure that we're not really noticed. I figure that the under the rug would be the better way to go. Okay. Are you going to check to see if there's anything under the rug? Can I uh, be your silent rogue sense and be like, check for silent alarms? Well, I mean, isn't that what I'm doing as part of my investigation? Yeah, I, I took your first one. Well, it's actually, I kind of took your first one as both checking for any sort of alarms or traps as well as what you were able to find. So, roll investigation for the carpet. Okay. And, well, the carpet and what's under it. Uh, investigation? That's a 12. You take a couple seconds to sort of carpet. You see a couple places where it looks like there might be a sort of pressure plate thing, so you're able to just very carefully lift the carpet up to not expose that, and you do find a small safe on the floor, and you're confident that you didn't set anything off trying to do that. Okay. So, there is a small safe in the floor with... I'm gonna say it's an actual lock, not like a digital lock. Alright. But you have the tools to get into that. It's probably child's play for you. If you want to give it a shot, I take that back depending on how that roll goes. Roll me a d20 and add proficiency. Okay. 21. Okay, yeah. You you have absolutely no trouble picking the lock and leaving absolutely no evidence. When you open it, you find it's full of... What do I want it to be full of? It has this ornately carved box in it that looks like it's probably a historical item of some sort. You recognize some Eldori symbology on it. Sorry, I'm going to have to quote Boondock Saints here. Symbolism. (laughs) Just just lightly sliding that under the door. You can fully admit me later on in the edit, but... (laughs) symbolism. It's only because I actually had to play a unicorn being interviewed by a drunk TV host who went on a tirade about symbology not being a real word. What? Yeah, but I I even remember the specific line I had to say in that little show, which is symbolism. It's symbolism. Symbology is not a word. (laughs) I apologize. That was a great detour. Yeah, but it it does have Veldori symbols on it. That you're able to recognize. Okay. Do I know what those symbols mean? 
Um, roll me lore. Lore. Okay. Let's try this one. Ooh, that's a sick. It kind of reminds you of some stuff that your parents taught you about when you were little. Mm. Just related to sort of history and creation, but at the moment, nothing's ringing a bell, but you do know it's it's kind of... It feels like it would be important to your people. Art theft. Art theft. Yeah, but we also want to not be noticed that we left. Yep. So I'd probably mental missive Maria going, this look like anything special to you? She's gonna pause and come over and look at it and there's a moment when her eyes go wide, she just swears very quietly under her breath. And you hear in her head, that bastard stole from me. But definitely lifting that. I'm going to, I'm almost done with the hack. Be careful lifting that out, but we're taking that with us. Okay. See what he gets trying to steal my business. Gonna give him a virus so bad I'll never be able to get his system to work again. Bastard. She's not intentionally still missing mental missiving you. It's like she forgot you were listening to the mental missive. Or that might have actually been out loud under her breath. Oh boy. I'll mental missive her back going, don't forget. We need him to not notice us until you get that information. Or you don't need the information anymore. Oh, I've almost got all the information, and I've been at this for a while. The bug won't kick in until later, and I do believe it looks like he has a meeting with... Huh. Oh, yes. I trigger it then, that's going to be a right pain in his ass. Alright. Uh, yep, get the box, put everything back like you found it. She, she says that she's pulling the device away from the computer and is like closing out all the tabs that she has open, running a couple programs on it. You kind of recognize it's her erasing the traces that she's been there before burying the worm. Okay. Well, I would probably try to do the same then to the less important computer after putting everything back with the rug. Uh, roll me sleight of hand for getting the box out. Okay, that's something I'm better with. Oh no. Uh, I'm trying to figure out which dice to use. Not, none of them are being particularly caring at very important parts. Well, uh, okay, it started at a 19, then went down to a 3. So now it's a, a 6. Yeah. Oh, wait. Um, let me... Wait. Can I do the drawing from the wheel? Draw from the wheel. Like, I can feel some fidgeting, and I have advantage? Can I roll again? Yes. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, because, um, I'm I'm really... I'm I'm going to be the benevolent DM and give you a chance to not end up in jail. Or beaten up in an alley. Thank you. Come on. Oh, okay. That is, you said, flight of hand? A 15. Oh, okay. So there's a moment where you feel like you're about to drop it. But when you pull on that, you're able to steady yourself and you're able to get it out without jostling anything. You're still kind of nervous and a little 
jittery when you set it down on a safe piece of floor. You set it down a little harder than you mean to, but it's not loud enough that anyone outside of maybe Maria would hear it. You take some time to put the carpet back at the place, and Maria's done with her stuff. She'll, she'll come over and help you, and then gathers the box and, like, sticks it in a pouch of hers, and you, you hear her say in your head, Well, are we ready to get out of here? Okay, so my stuff, the stuff from the computer on the desk is also gone, and erased, everything like that? Okay. Well, we'll just hand wave and say that you're able to do that, because I rolled to see if things got triggered and the dice really liked me today, so I apologize. Mm. I mental miss of her back, saying, well, there's that odd picture, but that seems very obvious, but if he's still, if he's stolen from you once, it's possible that he would do it again, or has done it. I would really rather get out of here when I was on them. Notice what looked like some signals being sent. The sooner we're out of here, the better. The sooner we get back on the ship, I can start passing this information. This, she says, she is mental missing, but also gesturing like she's talking to you. And she's like holding up the drive that she pulled. For far more than whatever else you managed to steal from me. Can you contact your friend? I'm not sure if I can reach her. I can try. I don't know if mental missive work. Like, let's see. If mental missive turned through the ship, my thinking is just since Maria's never her mental missive fared out before, kind of thing. I don't. I don't know. You have phones. Yeah, I, I can just message Farida then because mental missive doesn't really work if it's like through a foot of like steel or stone or something like that. Okay, so yeah, you can just pull out your sim or your phone and message her. That would also fit with why Maria can't do it. Because <laughs> she doesn't have Farida's number. So are you gonna message her? Yes. Farida, have you just been kind of being nonchalant and keeping an eye on things? Yes, I've been wa- I've been watching I've been walking around a little bit, kind of taking laps around the room, kind of showing that I'm expecting to go upstairs. I'm playing the part of somebody who's waiting, kind of taking laps around the room. And when I receive that message, uh, do you indicate how much time until you arrive at the door? Yeah. It's not a particularly big room. Also, fair enough. Roll me an insight check. Just, uh, I'm guessing you're also kind of watching. That's gonna be a one. You notice absolutely nothing. It's all fine. Does my bodyguard notice something? Because that's what bodyguards do. Yes, and I'm a roll, roll insight. Inside of perception. Perception. Um, yeah, actually perception does make more sense. Okay, that's good. Oh shit, it went off. It rolled away. Okay. Your dice are always trying to run away. My dice are running away. That's an 18. You notice that, like, some of the people, also, like, a couple of more security people have started to show up. Just, like, maybe, like, one or two. Mm-hmm. Which, given that this place, a lot of their more popular operation happens later at night, kind of makes sense. You know, so there's, like, some conversations going on between them. They're kind of keeping to the exit and it's like they're waiting for someone to arrive. 
<laughs> yeah, that that sound you just made was accurate. <laughs> yep. Do you uh, do you let me know? I tap Ferret on the shoulder and I go, "They're waiting for someone." That sounded so ominous. I will quickly tap out to Violina. I recommend hurrying. Someone's on their way. Maybe needs a distraction. I mean, with that much uh, security. Sure, why not? Uh, is there a DJ? I think actually all that stuff's gonna happen more upstairs. So the music is just the jukebox? Yeah. At least it, it, the place has not ter- transformed into party town. Man, at a bar it's a, it's a lot easier to just keep it subtle with the crowd than it is to stand out. And if you want to get anybody out, your razzle-dazzle has to be outside. I wonder if Ferda has ranged spells that do things. I mean, they do. She wants to avoid causing any physical harm to people, and that's rather difficult in a city. Ooh, we can turn it up to level 10. How does the uh, center of the room look? It's probably getting closer to 10 o'clock, so you see the, um, some of the tables are starting to be pulled off to the side, and some of the crowd that was there when you got there is left has been replaced with a different crowd that looks more like they're getting ready to party until... Well, for the next 12 hours, one way or another. Oh, wait a second. I might have just the thing. Hold up. I don't have the spell up for it. It's one of my cantrips as an engineer. Gotta go look it up. Sorry. Also, y'all really don't have a lot of time. Yep. This is something that I could probably do from any point of the room, especially since I've definitely sent one of my two little droids up to the uh, foundation of the chandelier. The ferret is not going to go full on Karen on them. Cool. <laughs> on who? You need to speak to your manager. Oh, yeah, no, I already spoke to you. <laughs> I don't like them. Okay, so I have this attack called Electric Search, which is part of the engineer side, so I would assume that it's related to the little drone that I have. My idea is that the drone can bite onto the power cord of the chandelier and electric surge it, meaning that it overrides and blows out the lights in the room. Okay, so you're not shutting off power to the entire building, including the electronic door. You're just shutting out the chandelier. Shutting out the chandelier and greatly diminishing the perception of all of the people within. This is a good plan. So, I'm going to mention to Anima, hey, go stand over next to that jukebox. I think that's where I remember them being last time. And on the count of three, I'll send a, a missive to Vilena and say, go through now. And on two, you're gonna hear a lot of ruckus. Don't worry about it, I'm fine. I'm gonna start to make my way slowly to the door, and there might be a little bit of a stampede to get out. But once you get those two, hang around with them, I'll get to you in the commotion that happened. I'm actually, we're not really gonna split. I just need to be near-ish to the chandelier to make sure that this range is fine. Okay. All right. Have you, like, made any attempt to, like, see what Tally's doing? Honestly, I've just been trusting her to do the thing, and I might mental miss her, hey, get ready for uh, level 10 insanity in a hot second. Maybe we need to start a stampede. Yeah. On three. Her response is, yeah, that sounds about right. You kind of hear her voice, I I am so sorry, I'll get it replaced, I promise. And if you glance over, you see her fishing the bartender's sim unit out of her drink. 
Okay. <laughs> she's just like, I, and she's like, I can't drown all of their phones. Hurry. So during this this bit of conversation, I assume I, I've been counting till the timing that Filena has mentioned for arriving at the door. And then I'm fairly certain I'll, I'll probably do a tentative mental decision at the door. Make sure that they're there. Y'all there? Yes. Alrighty. All right. I'm going to go stand near the music thing, kind of in the way as much as possible to that area of wall. One, two, bam. The electric shock is going to hit the lamp and hopefully fry out all the lights. Explosions and sparks and a lot of people going, oh my god, what's going on? Yeah. Like some people are freaking out and other people are like, dude, did you see that? I'm going to add to it. I'm going to use my performance to start getting people to run out. I'm going to start whispers of a fire. I'm going to start whispers of, like, there are terrorists in here. All sorts of stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> hey, you wanted level 10. Let's All go. Right. Okay. Does fair have anything aside from, like, level 0 and level 10? Um... Yeah, but she hasn't had a need for it, either of those. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a level 11, but we don't talk okay. about that. No, no. And levels 2 through 9 haven't found really a good place yet. Y'all wanted a distraction, a hard distraction. I can do that. And I can distract the guards at the door. And potentially even get them to radio into whoever it is that's coming to um, take a couple laps around the block before they actually arrive to make sure that they've cleared up the situation. Uh, depends on who they were radioing and why. I guess we'll find out. As the crowd begins to uh, turn into a stampede. Yeah, so it's freaking out and full perception. Both of you and I'm guessing Vi, you and Maria have both exited the door so you can roll perception as well. Okay. That's gonna be an 11. Oh no. Okay. Oh no. Away, dice! 15, which is actually lower than my passive perception, which is 16. Yeah, we'll just we'll just go with the passive. Okay. Anima? Anima, I'm gonna give you amplifiability. Oh god, what ability are you amplifying? I think it's all of them. You can choose to add proficiency to one of them during your time. Give me a hot second. Oh, that's not what I'm gonna skip around on. There we go. Amplifiability. Once during the duration, the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to one ability check of its choice. It can roll the dice before or after making the ability check the effect then ends. I'm gonna go ahead and use that. <laughs> what did you roll? I rolled a natural 8 plus 2. So a 10. That's not bad. But I'm gonna use it anyway. This one, that's an 11. <laughs> Alrighty, so we rolled the same. Let me roll to see how subtle these people are being. Not very! (laughs) (laughs) Composure is not a thing at this level of drunkenness. Well, well, no, it's not that. You see the Eldori man, the bartender, Alessander? He's gesturing for one of the guards to grab Max. Well, that's weird. There might be suspicions of stuff, so it's like he's just like kind of got a guard like grabbing onto Max and then the rest are sort of directing people out so there's not a stampede there's some people investigating or like looking up at the chandelier and like trying to find light sources 
obviously, whenever the shock fired, I recalled the drone back to me so that they're not seeing a drone sitting up there. <laughs> yeah, I, I would hope so. <laughs> I don't know why, but kind of whenever I'm picturing the drones, I'm picturing like little automatons things. That's the little staff on it, it's a little ball shape. Oh, <laughs> actually, I can draw you what I've been thinking the drones look like. Because I've I've been coming up with a very clear image in my head since uh, since uh, they began existing. Yes. Oh, that's actually those are kind of cute. They're <laughs> like an inch in diameter, so they're super tiny. <laughs> like little googly eyes. Yeah. On the top. That's adorable. That's so cute. <laughs> that is so cute. I'm trying to decide if they're half dollar or quarter sized. I'm I'm leaning towards order because then she can like hide them in her hand very easily. Yeah. Wait, we can you could maybe like have some that are both sizes and we can work out those details later, but so y'all were able to get out quickly and totally works away through the crowd and y'all was like, guys, we need to get out of here really fast. Uh, I mean, yeah. Let's uh, let's follow the uh, the fire alarm signs, as I'm sure the smoke rising from the electronics is having problems. Back to the car now. Yes, let's get back to the car. I'm not sure how much long this illusion is going to last. Maria says, just kind of like tilting her head down. You can see the slight changes to her face are starting to fade a little bit, but she kind of shakes her head and they come back. This is as you're going with the crowd. Yep. I'm gonna run over to Farida, like bodyguard style, and like put my like hands on her shoulders or something, and like start moving her like I'm I'm a bodyguard trying to get her out of the way. I'm keeping up the act. I follow along. I've never had a bodyguard before. <laughs> I let it happen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm protective, getting her out of this potentially dangerous situation. This is my charge. <laughs> Do I need to roll like? Actually, the, my real question is, is that Anima just instinctively wanting to protect Farida because she knows where Farida is, or is that Anima pretending to be a bodyguard? Because I feel like you could argue that it's Anima just wanting to be protective of the one person where she knows where they are. It's both. <laughs> In that case, you don't need to uh, roll a performance, and like you said, like, you've, you've done this before, so yeah. you're all able right. to get out, and where are you going? You going back to the car? Or are you trying to find Spectra? While I'm being guided, I can pay attention to other things. So I'll message Spectra, say, meet back at car. You get a message back. No shit. Hurry. <laughs> You're welcome. She's already in the car. Oh. So? <laughs> when you'll eventually make your way over to the car, you see, like, she's behind the wheel. She has the car on. She's... It's like glaring at you, like, hurry, hurry, hurry. Let's get, get out, let's go. And Maria and Tali are both just kind of casually trying to shove y'all into the car. It's like, we need to go, we need to go, we yep. need to go, we need to go, we need to go. Nope, we do so. Shove the and get men. That plan works surprisingly well. <laughs> so Spectre's able to get the car, like up and going and starting to pull it out of the parking lot as like a couple of police vehicles approach when, when y'all look around like Maria's scrunched all the way down and Holly's shoving Faraday down trying to make it look like there's not the same amount of people in the car I can't hide <laughs> but I can like I'm positioning myself to try and obscure the number of people in the car I'm large I can do that 
The spectre's just gonna be like, what exactly happened? What did you do? Farida went to ten! No, I didn't. It was like a nine. Hey, would you do that? Honestly, that was more subtle than I was expecting it to be. Well, at least you didn't go to an eleven. There's an eleven? It's not an eleven. You don't want eleven. Eleven is very disruptive. You don't want to know. I don't want eleven, no! <laughs> hey, hey. It worked to get us out of the room. Elena, you hear Spectre running under her breath and cash a phrase you're familiar with. Oh, stars, help me. I don't know what I'm going to do with these children. But she's like muttering it in cash, <laughs> but it's it's a phrase you're familiar with. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not the first time you've gotten that reaction. First time from a female, but it's not the first time you've gotten that reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's just trying to give the brief rundown of what happened, and then lights blew up, and then everything went crazy, and then, like, I got the message from Maria that it was done, and then we ran. Did you get the stuff, right, Maria? Of course I did. What do you take me for, an amateur? Let's get back to the ship. Inspector says, drop you off back at the ship. He'll probably be safer, but we need to return to... Uh, so you've got some stuff to pick up. Of course, I can meet you on the ship, and she's like, clicking through a tablet and like she's looking through the stuff that she got and after a couple seconds it just pauses like um Spectra do you have any plans tomorrow? no I feel like I'm about to yes we are planning a theft tomorrow that would be really really great if it didn't succeed or subterfuge Probably. Hopefully a little smoother than that, but I, we didn't get arrested, so not bad for your first try. Be, I, I can work with this, but... You asked for a distraction. <laughs> she just kind of like, gives you looks like, I've never worked with a celebrity before, this should be very interesting. Hey, I tried the celebrity angle, they wanted to ID me. I didn't need them figuring out that I was using a fake face. Yes, that would have been rather annoying. Spectra, they're trying to hijack a shipment of a certain medicine for a Valma colony? There's a lot of swearing from Spectra at this. Damn it. Give me the information. I'll see what we can do. Can we not do it subtly this time? I feel like I'm ill-equipped for that type of trickery. Hopefully it won't be too complicated. Where's the shipment from? Organizations connected to the Alliance, so that should help. Perhaps we can redirect what ship is going to be on? Oh, I can certainly do that. With my brooding this bastard stay. He wants to take life-saving medicine and turn it into recreational drugs. Not going to happen. No. Not my kind of gig. I'll leave entire message, tell him to go to the docks. Keep an eye. Get the transfer orders. And she kind of looks up in the mirror. Looks like we're going to be going to a Valma colony. Should be interesting. I don't know what that is. Okay, so refresher, because they would have explained some of this to you. The Valna are the more animalistic looking of the alien races, and they're very traditionalistic. Ah, the furries. Did you just call them furries? I mean, that's what it is. Don't mean it in a bad way. Not wrong. They're very traditional, some bordering a little bit on 
tribalistic, but like they have been slowly adapting to stuff with the Alliance. You just don't really allow technology to mess with their way of life. Oh, yeah, that's like kind of the basics that you know they're pretty new to the Alliance. Starting to have more interaction with the other races, but they don't want to lose their way of life, and the Alliance has been respective of that. But it seems that there is some medicine that's going to be stolen. Holly's just like typing away furiously, like she had scratched down. Now she's kind of sitting back up a little bit, typing furiously on the tablet, messaging Ty stuff and messaging other people stuff. Did Spectra? Tell Maria about the Belair scout and us being here to charge him. Yeah, yeah, she she would have, and uh, and that probably when she was giving the brief recap of things, she would have touched on that. Okay, I'm all for going to this Valer Volna. I'm sorry, Volna colony. But what about our uh, Belair friend? Uh, do we need to drop him off somewhere or? He should be done recharging by the morning. As for dropping him off, you may need to kind of hang with us because I think we're going to have to move quick if this timeline is correct because they probably need this medicine really quickly. He should be all right with that, though, and then we can figure out where he wants to go from there. But we're going to need to transport this fast because... A, they need that, and B, uh, they don't want to get caught with it. Wait. Rather get it to where we're going before those assholes figure out where we're taking it. Spectre kind of drives around in circles for a bit before eventually passing nearby where the Opal Star is, so she just kind of drops Maria off there. Thank you very much, I'll see you all in the morning. Die on the ship. He can be there, and I'll meet you. I'll meet you there. It'd be just you, though. Hmm. I think get the rest of your crew back. I'm working on it. Been a little busy. That's fair. Well, see you all in the morning. Get to win this hassle's days twice in two days. She just laughs and disappears off into the shadows, and the door closes, and... About on track for how weird things are for us, Holly says as Spectre starts driving off back towards the house. Still in Maria's car, but <laughs> just driving back. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask about that. <laughs> okay, that went surprisingly smoothly. Actually, I was very worried there that the number of guards that y'all walked by at the door that those were gonna be an, an impotence. You know, I figured that like. An electrical short would be something that would be believable, at least. They might not necessarily uh, think of foul play. Maybe if they analyze what the computers say about it, but... That's really clever, and hopefully we'll be out of here before they have time to investigate too much, just as long as nothing got tripped. Y'all were careful in the office, right? Yes, we tried to be. There was one thing. We found a that Maria said uh, this person stole from her. Speaking of this person, we've been using the word this person. Who are they? Was a shifty smuggler type 
asshole named Senfrith. Oh, okay. Enjoys ripping people off. What did the box look like? Well, it was a small box. It had uh, different symbols on it. Some of which were Eldorian mentioned, I believe, uh, creation, beginnings, creation on, on it. Uh, Maria took it with her, saying that uh, he'd stolen it from her. Oh. She deals a lot in the antiquities. It looked, uh, yes, it looked old and potentially significant. We'd have to look at it to know exactly what it is. Inspector here would be able to identify it easier, but yeah, that's kind of how we got to, well, that's how Spectra met her. You know, I used to deal in finding the antiquities and Marie and I started out as business associates and we grew to be good friends. I would find the things and she would find good homes for them. Very eager to see what this box was. Yeah, Sintrith was probably trying to steal her business. He does that a lot. He's a dick. I don't believe we tripped anything, but we may not know until later. Uh, Maria did say that she would take care of any cameras or things like that, so hopefully everything should be fine on that end, at least. Oh, yeah, hopefully. Plus, we aren't going to be here very long. Do me a favor. Maybe don't tell Kishar and Ilvasar what we just did. We've been out for a pleasant walk on the town. Yes, we met an old friend of yours. Maybe let's just not call that either. It should be fine, but yeah, it's not gonna let me live that down. Yes, we spent an evening on the town. That sounds good. Yeah, so y'all get back to the house you drive you park and like as you get out you see doctors kind of looks at the car and is like huh, i guess we have a car to get this back to the ship be nice i'm not entirely sure whose this car is and i'll find it eventually and she locks it and starts walking up to the house with the rest of you as tally fishes the you know, as specter fishes the key out of her pocket because tally probably would have bought given it to her when before going into the bar. Just in case that turned into a bar fight. Fair enough. Do you all want to kind of maybe sit and talk quietly about stuff, or you just kind of want to go to bed and figure it out in the morning? I'm going to Google this guy. See what I find out. Violina, do you have a way of Googling that doesn't that's not traceable? Yes. Can we learn more about this guy that we might need to have a leg up on if he decides to chase us down? Yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. Sure, can your DM give you that information tomorrow? <laughs> yes. There may also be a search for Maria. Just a warning. She's going to be traveling with you, so she'll also have time to talk to you about stuff. Are there any conversations people want to have before they go to bed? I mean, I think that we did a good job. Our timing was good. Yeah. Emma, how you doing? Awful, awful, just help help rob someone. You know, it's probably fine. You know, the captain said it was okay. Is lawful starting to turn chaotic? Or or at least more neutral? No, because I said my society was the ship. So if the captain says it's okay, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna have fun. It was gonna go from, like, a very strict don't question order society to 
this is my life now. This is, <laughs> Anima's just going along with what's happening to her now. This is fine. Anima's had a weird day. Anima's had a weird week. Yeah, I mean, your old boss has almost killed you. You just found out how you exist. Found out everything you knew was a lie? My life is a lie, and also I'm missing, like, five years. I mean, you knew that to begin with. Hmm. I'm still missing five years. And now that's important. Yeah. Then you can actually ask about it. Uh-huh. Elena, I know your personal stuff kind of ties into family things. Yeah, sort of. I mean, it doesn't always hit her as hard, but I would say the seeing some of the artisanal stuff at the circus kind of hit her a bit. Okay, yeah. Meredaya, I guess you're just trying to figure out where you fit in all this. And kind of in denial about uh, the uh, the fame. The whole going for the subtle route is all about uh, keeping the face invisible. Fair is used to basically being invisible. Yes, now she has to work for it. Now you're in a reality where you are no longer invisible, but you want to be invisible instead of wanting to be visible. And yeah, Fair is having a weird day too. <laughs> There's a considerable switch up. We're all having weird times. Things are happening to us. We don't understand them, but they're happening anyways. That's just the way it is. At least it's happening to you along with some nice, if slightly weird friends. Yeah. Friends who would break my door down to make sure that I'm okay. (laughs) That was um, an accident, but yes. (laughs) That was an accident on Farida's part. That was very intentional from Victor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's a good, if weird, group of people who are facing quite a few mysteries in a very strange world. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned next time to find out what happens on Board the Opal Star. If you don't want to wait, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. Aboard the Opal Star is a production of Pseudonym Social, changing reality one story at a time. It is DM'd and produced by me, Brianna Toiber. I'm Casey, and I'm playing Anima the Ashenforged. Victor, and I'm playing Farida the Promethean. My name's Alexis, and I am playing Vilina Sorel, the Eldori. With music by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. Initializing Waffles Maple Syrup promotion. Please enjoy. Welcome to Waffle Maple Syrup's brand new Starfinder podcast, Journeys Adrift. Grab your space popcorn and join us for the wild journeys of these five characters. Starting us off is the prospective Madeline herself, Zehavum T. Don't tell anyone, but she's on a journey for some classified Starfinder intel. What? Who told you that? I'm absolutely doing no such thing. Don't worry. This is all behind the fourth wall. It doesn't count. 
Next up is Dr. Lin on a journey to clear his name. And for the last time, there are four tentacles in regular pants, of which there are simply four pant holes. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, that is correct. Hello? Mmm, that's not awkward. Let's see. Next on the roster, we have Tetsu, who is on a wholesome journey to happiness. Best of luck with that, buddy. What do you mean, best of luck? That sounded sarcastic. Was that sarcastic? Don't worry about it. Let's move along to our little friend here, Moat. Moat is on a research journey for drift technology. Who knows what secrets they'll find out there. Oh, oh, uh, right. You can't see me. Uh, believe me, my visor is displaying a smile. Like, I can't. Sorry, bud. This is an audio-only format. Anyways, last but not least is the lightning rock himself, Aizen. He is on a journey yeah, for- Yeah, let me cut you off right there. I've got to find a cure for the circumstances happening to my body, or else I'm going to end up in pieces in the process. Oh, well that sounds fun. But between you and me, listeners, there's a lot more journeys than these five happening behind the scenes. So join us and listen to Journeys Adrift on the Waffles Maple Syrup podcast and live stream to find out where these journeys lead.